Warning, Money's Crazy Mind contains language that may not be suitable for all listeners. Discretion is advised, but will be completely ignored. Welcome to the podcast about everything and nothing all at the same time. This is Money's Crazy Mind. Oh, 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 oh. It's Friday night. And the moon is bright. Gonna have some fun, show you how it's done. T-G-I-F. Hey, man. If you're old enough to remember that, welcome into the asylum. If you're not old enough to look to remember that, sorry. I'm old. Kinda. But anyway, welcome back into the asylum, everybody. This is your post-show audio dump for the last time of 2022. That's right. Post-show audio dump episode 92. All right. Let's dive right into this here. So... Why was there no show last week? Sorry. Snowmageddon happened. Or so we thought it was going to happen. I I mean, the snow itself wasn't that bad. We were supposed to get six inches, but because the, the wind outside could cause a fucking tornado, a lot of the snow drifted away. So what should have been like six inches turned out to be like two or three. So it wasn't horrible. What was horrible was the 70 mile an hour winds and the fact that it was cold. And when I say cold, I mean cold. Negative 30 degree Fahrenheit cold. So just do the math on that. If zero degrees Fahrenheit is negative 18 degrees Celsius. <laughs> Cold. Okay. I think the planet Hoth from Star Wars was warmer than northeastern Ohio during this storm. And that's not to say that it was just northeastern Ohio that was affected, because sure, surely we were not. And I mean, I'm not trying to limit this to just one centralized location because this fucking thing pretty much took no prisoners. It didn't matter where you were. Florida, Florida, a tropical land area for the United States was unseasonably cold in the 40s Fahrenheit. I keep saying Fahrenheit because I know that there are probably some people that listen to this show that live in an area where they use Celsius for temperature record keeping purposes. So when I say the United States was cold, put that in your pipe and smoke it. Florida, where normally this time of the year is like 
80 degrees Fahrenheit, maybe even warmer than that, was 40. Cold. And the wind took out the line that came to my house that runs my cable and interwebbies. So um, I wasn't able to do the show last week because of that. Sorry. Not my fault. Blame the weather. Just like the NFL was doing. All right. So I don't, I, I, I was thinking about it and I'm just like, well, what can I do for the audio dump? You know? And I thought about it and I'm like, I could put out last week's story. I could do that. And originally that's, that was my plan. But then I thought about it and I'm like, man, do I really want to do that? I mean, do I really want to put out the episode from last week? Because a, I never got to finish it because of weather, but B, I mean, I I don't know, man. I mean, like, I don't know. I'll think about it. I might, I might just because I said, you know, once everything gets restored that I'll do it. But I mean, you know, Christmas is over now. I mean, do I really want to do that? I mean, I do, but I don't, you know, I'm, I'm conflicted. But this week we discussed Two different true crime documentaries. One of which was one that happened during a time when I was actually working for one of the places that was being targeted. And another about a killer nurse. So let's start with don't pick up the phone. Um, this is just this is just kind of thoughts that came to me after I went off the air. And I'm like, damn it, I should have mentioned that. But I didn't. Um, as I'm sure if you're an avid Redline Radio listener and viewer, you you know that I guest hosted uh, Just Therapy this past Monday night. If if you don't, don't now you do. Check it out. It was actually a fun time. And we had kind of discussed um, Bishop Whitehead and how he scammed um, one of his parishioners out of $90,000 and used it to buy himself lavish gifts. And I had kind of mentioned, you know, how I was going to be talking about don't pick up the phone on this week's show and how I felt it kind of related to that. And so I'll kind of just break that down here just a little bit. We talked about so much more than that. So, I mean, it's still a good idea to go back and watch it. Um, Or you can listen to it on Spotify. Just Therapy is available on Spotify as well, Uh, just like Money's Crazy Mind is. Um, But we kind of discussed how. Even though we live in an age where we basically have the everything device in our pocket, which is how I refer to a smartphone now. It's basically the everything device. We still, on a daily basis, on an hourly basis, on a minutely basis, are being bombarded by phone scams. And nowadays, most of these scammers are going after the elderly. and. That was kind of a point I wanted to make during the show, and I and I've and it completely slipped my mind. But now that I'm sitting here talking about it, I'm like, holy shit! I totally forgot to mention that. So here I am mentioning it. 
you have phone scams that still go on to this day. Not only do you have phone scams, but you have email scams and you have all of these other kind of scams that people still try to catch you on. And I even I'm I'm thinking back now to one of the most notorious cases from Northeastern Ohio where somebody was duped by a phone call. And that is the case of Amy Mihaljevic. In 1989, Amy Mihaljevic went missing after receiving a phone call from somebody that told her that her mother had gotten a promotion at work, which was true, and that they wanted to take Amy shopping to get their mother a gift, or to get her mother a gift. She was never seen again. Until early the next year, when her body was discovered and she was stabbed and it looked like she might've been sexually assaulted and and other things as well. The person responsible for that has never been caught to this day. And this phone scheme that was happening at these restaurants happened just five years later. Now, obviously Amy was a child. And there's a difference between a child falling for something like that and an adult. But then you have to think about the fact that the people that are being scammed by a lot of these people that are saying they're from Norton's or Amazon or, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, they're coming up with just about anything nowadays that are that are that, can you know, the FBI is currently investigating a job scheme that these people are doing. So it could be anybody at any time. It's not just the elderly that are being scammed by these people from India for hundreds and hundreds or even thousands of dollars at times. But there's a reason that a a YouTube channel like Scammer Payback exists. And it's because of stuff like this. So for people to sit there and say, oh, my God, those managers are dumb and they're gullible. And how how could they fall for something like that? And I would never do that. You don't know what would happen in that situation. You don't know what would have happened back during a time when cell phones were still very few and far between. And most of your communication was still done by phone. Yes, email was a thing and the internet was a thing, but it was nowhere near what it's like today. And like I said, I was working at McDonald's during that time. I never heard anything about it. And Supersize Me was their main focus at that point because they were still at that point being sued by those two girls for claiming that McDonald's made them fat. And that the the film came out in 2004. So yes, most definitely. Yes, most definitely McDonald's focus was on Supersize Me. And I stated during the show how McDonald's was treating Supersize Me and how they were treating this asshole calling stores and forcing managers to strip search people. I mean... Myself, I even sat there and said the same thing. I was there, yeah, right, okay, click. But then I, 
I was 19 years old in 2004. Would I have done that? I can't sit there and say that I, I, I know. Nowadays, yes, with all the scam calls. And I mean, my wife even said it this afternoon. She's like, it's one o'clock and I've gotten seven scam calls today. My scam calls have slowly been starting to filter off because I have the ability to, I, I have an app on my phone that automatically blocks them. If it comes up as scam likely on my caller ID, my phone automatically blocks it, but it also sends the information to spam or payback. And I'm sure some of you are going, well, why did you do that on your wife's phone? I did. But we have two different cell phone providers, and I don't know if the app works for the way that her cell phone provider provides caller ID. So that's something I need to look into. And I've been trying. But, you know, I mean, we also talked about the the fact that even law enforcement kind of just waved this off as, eh, it's just somebody, probably a, a high school kid, prank, you know, making prank phone calls. And, again, I mean, can you blame law enforcement for thinking that? Maybe. But at the same time, too, the only people that were making prank calls back then were bored, dumb teenagers. And, you know, when you hear what happened to these people, it, it most certainly was a crime. And in the one case, yeah, the managers were criminally held responsible for what they did. And still to this day, I feel that McDonald's should have been held criminally responsible for what happened. But then you would have to go back and press charges against every manager from every restaurant that fell for it. It wasn't just McDonald's. It was pizza, KFC, Wendy's. You name the restaurant, they were a victim of it. So you can't just blame McDonald's as much as anybody would want to. It wasn't just them. You know, and we, we talked a lot about the correlation between the rapist priests and what happened in the Capturing the Killer Nurse documentary as well. And it's shocking how much similarity there was in that in those situations as well. But I think healthcare definitely gets away with it a little bit differently, mainly for the fact that patient privacy is at the core of everything that happens in healthcare. I studied HIPAA, re recu HIPAA regulations in college when I was going for my degree because I was going into internet security. That never happened. Thanks, ITT Tech, for closing on me. Um, but, you know, we studied them at length because it was definitely something that we would have to know in case we got into healthcare. And that, I believe, is a lot of what maybe these hospitals were trying to do. They were trying to protect patient privacy, but at the expense of allowing 
a serial predator to continue to do what he did. And do I believe he killed more than 40 people? Absolutely. Is he exactly where he deserves to be? Absolutely. And the dude will be long dead before he's even up for parole. So people can rest easy on that. But it's just disgusting that these things were allowed to happen. And I mean, especially in, in the in the phone prank thing. I mean, that, that went on for 10 years before somebody was just like, uh, we need to put a stop to this. We need to figure out who's making these phone calls. But at the same token, probably nothing would have even been able to have been done about it until after 2001 anyway, because the cell phone or the calling card companies were not tracking the sales of the phone cards until after 9-11. But at the same time, I don't think anybody even recognized that this would have been going on until cholera. I mean, caller ID existed the entire time that this was happening. But I mean, when I don't remember calling cards even being a thing until un, until later on and i Yeah, and if you look up calling card, you get basically the generic definition of like, oh, this is the calling card left after a crime or, um, okay, here we go. Uh, so it was, you know, a, a, a card that were rechargeable and, you know, you can access a phone number to dial in the pin, uh, standard cards, which can be purchased and used without any sort of account. Uh, usually come equipped with a pin. The early system used a magnetic strip as an information character, similar to the technology of an ATM and key cards. The first magnetic strip phone card manufactured by CIDA was issued in 1976 in Italy. Um, so, but since the early 2000s is when these new ones uh, came to be. So I'm not even sure how this... Uh, guy was able to make these calls from 94 to 2000 without there being some kind of traceable thing. But I guess we'll never know now. At least. But yeah, I mean, I mean, there it is. You know, I mean, that's how that guy got away with it. But, the, you know, the killer nurse thing, it's still mind blowing to me that healthcare would cover up something like this. And I talked about it on the show and I just kind of want to reiterate that thought here where in my personal opinion, if you get into healthcare and want to be a healthcare provider, be it a nurse, doctor, 
surgeon, whatever. Once you take that oath, because there is an oath that you must take when you become a care provider, and you violate that oath, you should never be allowed to practice medicine anywhere ever again. And the fact that this guy was able to get away with this at nine different hospitals and nine different locations is disgusting to me. I'm no angel, and I I will never pretend to be one. But to purposely, purposely kill another human being, regardless of the reason, like I can't, I I can't fathom even that thought. I just can't. And I mean, when you hear the guy talk in the documentary and you hear him say, I was going to continue to do this as long as they allowed me to continue to get jobs working in hospitals. That to me was the part where it's just like, dude, you don't even get a prison cell. They need to bury you under the prison. And that's how I feel about it, man. I mean, and you know, his little statement about, Oh, the only people that I did this to were people that wanted to die. I don't buy it for a second. I just don't knowing that those people were just out in some cases hours away, hours away from being released from the hospital is what drives me bonkers about it. That to me, I think was the most disgusting part. But hopefully you guys enjoyed this week's show. Like I said, a lot of big things coming for 2022 or 2023. Need to get used to saying that now. Uh, and, uh, you know, here, here's just something that, that I'll give you guys a sneak peek of one of the things that I have coming up in 2023. So uh, musicians, talking musicians is going to return. And we're going to do something a little bit different with it this year. In July, two bands from the area of Northeastern Ohio are going to get together to do a battle of the bands. Now, both of these bands are very similar in style of music. One of them is Four Loco. The other is Grunge DNA. I'm going to invite both bands into the asylum and they are going to give their pre-fight interviews to see, just based on the pre-fight breakdown, who the people like more. And then the event itself will happen, and we will have the results the next week on Money's Crazy Mind. But also... There's a new original heavy metal band coming to town. They are currently in the studio working on their new album, and they have promised to deliver their single 
to me in the asylum to play on Money's Crazy Mind. And the band themselves is going to be coming in studio to discuss it. Plus, I'm going to be bringing in some filmmakers, writers, comic book illustrators. So lots of big things happening in 2023 here in the asylum. And stay tuned for more details surrounding the episode 100 extravaganza. Like I said, my original plan kind of fell through and uh, isn't going to be possible the way I wanted to do it. And if I can't do it the way I want to do it, then it's not worth doing. That's how special it was going to be. Um, and like I said, I mean, a lot of the things that happened with it aren't even anything that I have any control over and isn't anything that anybody has any kind of control over. It, it just happened the way it happened. So, but thanks for checking out this, uh, post show audio dump. We will be back next Friday night. First show of 2023. And we're going to discuss something that I think I, I've been staying away from it for several reasons, but we're going to tackle this the way I want to tackle it and give my view on it because now it's more than just one particular person that's being affected by this. And I think that it's finally time that people understand exactly why people are pissed. So that just that's all you get so far. But tune in next week and we'll talk all about it. Until then, happy new year. And I'll see you in 2023. Money's Crazy Mind is a proud Redline Media Group and nameless, faceless production. That's all, folks.